This episode is powered by Safety FM. This podcast is being sponsored by safetyconsultantblueprint.com. In this episode, we're going to learn tips and tricks of the trade to understand OSHA a little bit better. We can all run into issues. Some issues we will discuss with friends and maybe family, but some items are so personal that we don't want to discuss with anyone and we just want to handle them ourselves. What issues am I talking about? I am talking about issues with credit. Imagine being able to work on your credit report from the comfort of your own home. No weird salesperson telling you to dispute everything. Just straightforward, no nonsense on what to do, step-by-step to work on your credit report. This is not just a credit education service, but it's also a community of other like-minded individuals having the same struggles. For more information, go to issueswithcredit.com. The Issues with Credit community will be with you every step of the way. Issueswithcredit.com, a 13th hour solution venture. Hey, this is Sheldon Primus, and welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. That is the podcast where I help you learn the business of being a safety consultant. And if you're playing the role of a safety consultant as well in your workplace, a lot of people do that, where they are the safety person that is going to take on that consulting type role. So this will help you out too. Today, what I'm going to focus on is going to see if we could boost uh, some of your uh, revenue and chops through training and also OSHA type services. So I'm going to call this one the OSHA Compliance Help. Kind of like the name of my old business, OSHA Compliance Help. I actually have not been using that one. I've been using my Shellbro Safety, but OSHA Compliance Help was one of the products and company uh, that I've used before in the past. If you're on YouTube, <laughs> go to www.youtube.com and so uh, backslash C backslash OSHA compliance help and then you can uh, get on there that's basically a, a site that I have that I help uh, keeping people OSHA compliant by just giving them videos and tips and all that stuff so I'm going to translate some of that to help you into your business. So we're going to kind of use the OSHA.gov OSHA website as home base like I've done before in the past. Uh, if you're driving, obviously, you're not going to be able to see that. So I'm going to do my best to talk you through this so you don't need to be in front of your computer for this episode. But uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of click through it myself to help me as a, a mnemonic memory device. And then also... I'll be able to explain what I'm seeing a little bit better, a little visual help. So first thing that I do after I get to the OSHA.gov website is uh, I actually just kind of peruse or peruse the very front page. I know that page right now, I'm looking at it, it is uh, June 12th. They're doing their heat-related stress. That's one of the items on the homepage. Next one is worker safety in trenches. Then summer jobs for young workers. And then a little wording or something about learning about responding to wildfires. So I'm looking through that. Nothing 
of that is, is more of an interest yet. I scroll down and I see the news segment. And in the news segments, they put up little blurbs, all the news releases that OSHA has. You're gonna see it all scroll there too. So sometimes what I would do is I'll look through the news, I'll find a company that I may be close to where I'm gonna be, or a company that I can reach out and just kind of talk to the safety and health coordinator, offer some help, and then see if I could, you know, use this website as a tool that's gonna give me a referral. That's basically what we're doing over there. And then as you scroll down a little bit more, you'll see their Twitter page and a few other things. That's the home page. So I'm not gonna spend too much time on that, quite honestly. I, I, I know there's a wealth of information, but for business purposes, I'm, I'm just looking at this in a completely different way. And so first I wanna make sure that I'm gonna understand the standard itself. Because if I'm gonna be a OSHA compliant, consultant, I gotta make sure I know the rules and regulations. So uh, in knowing the rules and regulations, you're gonna have to pick your specialty. You could be good in general industry, you could be good in construction, you'd be good in maritime or agriculture. You know, go ahead and, and focus in on that regulation book first. So learn that book. And the way that you're gonna do it is uh, first, just look at the regular table of contents and pick subjects that you're currently strong on. And so look at the, the heading. So let's say you're in uh, general industry, except that's um, 1910 is the Code of Federal Regulation book for it. So 29 CFR, 1910. And uh, the letters are always what's called the subpart. So you have to break everything up into subparts. So that's just grouping stuff together. So they're just grouping the regs together by topics in the subparts, that's always a letter. And then after that, you're gonna see the section, which is the number after the period. And then after that, it's gonna be a paragraph and subparagraphs and so on. So I'm gonna refer this, you know, pretty much I'm gonna go back and forth from the regs. Hopefully you guys are good and you remember some of them. If not, you know, then don't worry, hang in there. When you get to your computer, you can see this better. Yeah, so just re-listen to this episode. I'm going to start with subjects that I'm really good at. And I've always been good with, you know, in my wastewater background, permit required confined space, uh, lockout, tagout, uh, just a whole bunch of electrical things, but not not too in-depth, in but just enough where I, I, I see poor work <laughs> and to know how to look around it. But uh, so if I'm really good at a topic, I'll look into that and then I really want to uh, get the feel of the standard. Each standard has its own different feel. Some things may start off first with a, a definition, kind of get you used to the terms that are coming up, and then they'll give you the scope of what to expect in the rest of the standard. And then they'll break everything down into the sections and look at the heading of the sections to make sure you're in the right place if you're gonna do a citation or a mock OSHA audit and someone wants to not challenge, but they want you to clarify something in the, the actual regulation, then that's gonna help you, you know, remember that. So always look for the heading on the section and I'll tell you if you're in the right place for the most part. There are some exceptions. So, and after that, get really good with that. 
And that's only to give you the basic understanding of how the jurisdictions and the laws work for that one topic that you picked. Another thing then I would do is at this point, I'm going to cross-reference that topic with some other standards. So if you go to section six of, I'm going to talk about general industry and construction. If you go to section six in any of your CFRs, that's in the construction and general industry, then you're going to see uh, incorporated by reference. That's information that OSHA says, hey, these entities, they're, they have better material to keep you safe than we would. So therefore, we trust their material, it's been vetted, it's gone through whatever uh, process it took for them to publish it. So then now we are gonna say that is good enough information uh, that it is going to be incorporated by reference, us writing it in right here in this uh, one little standard that this is federal law if you break this uh, standard. So National Fire Protection Association is very uh, good with working with OSHA and they, their standards have been widely accepted. ANSI, obviously, for the any of the ANSI standards, not any, quite a bit. So definitely re-reference what you were learning first in the OSHA CFR with something like an ANSI standard or any of the other institutes that's mentioned in the incorporation by reference. And then last line of defense to get you even better with, uh, with figuring this stuff out, and this is just to, to solidify your baseline understanding, is try to find any information from any of the local or applicable industry uh, magazines or professionals, if you could get a hold of them on LinkedIn or anything, and talk to them pretty much about the standard, their feel on it, and and that's gonna first give you a nice background on that one topic. And then you just start selling and teaching services or reviewing someone's uh, written programs or something to that effect is what you're gonna end up uh, using as your sales tool after you learn that. So that's how I would approach this and then work your way down to things that you're not so strong on. Chances are you're not gonna be doing any consulting services with that, but you get to really uh, increase your understanding with it on your own time. So that's one of the, the first things I would kind of look out for to give you a little leg up just to help you out with using OSHA compliance for your business. Second thing that I would look for is uh, you're going to really want to get some good information about not only what the regulations are, then you also want to find out how these regulations became uh, into being. So to do that, you're going to have to uh, hold your mouse, hover it over the standards button under OSHA.gov. When you get down there, you see the drop down menu for laws and regulations. Click on that one. So when you get to that laws and regulation page, you're going to see uh, three kind of broken up uh, groups underneath the big picture. And the one on the left of your screen is standards. And so I got you there. So now you're at standards. You want to look for preambles to final rules. And the preambles themselves is all the information that was gathered in the, uh, the public comment period and considerations that went into this regulation 
they would kind of put it all and group it all together and that would be called the preambles to that final rule so whatever the rule is look for its preambles and just start looking through that timeline and finding out you know what happened during this time period and how did this action change the way the final rule is that i'm seeing now so that's going to get you a good idea of the spirit of the rule uh, from the very inception of when someone decided that they're going to need a rule to to go into the regulations so that's the next thing i would do is kind of find that preamble get a, a good idea and again this is information going to your knowledge base, yes, but you're gonna end up using this later on that you're gonna help a client if there's a informal conference with OSHA. So now you can you know, know how to find this information, go through your road decks in your head, or however you recall the information, and then use that for your business sake. And the better you get, then you become more of a subject matter expert, and then you could use that for training classes. You could use that uh, to you know, do some speaking engagements. So it's not idle information that you're getting. You're just kind of arming yourself enough that uh, you're going to increase your business. You're going to be better uh, as a consultant, and this is more of a self-education. So that'll help. So next thing I would do after that, and this is the continuation of uh, making sure that you could use the OSHA website to help grow your business, as well as to provide additional services. So that's that's the key here. That's what we're getting for. So um, after you get out of the preambles, go over and hover over enforcement and your mouse is going to have a drop down menu that it includes national emphasis programs. So that's one of the things I would ask you, and my habit is, I should say. I'll look through that. I want to see the directives of any of the any of the things that I feel I'm an expert enough in. I'll go through here and I'll look through some of the national emphasis, uh, and I'll do it usually by just flipping through it and getting a good understanding of what some of those things are. So that means these are entities or activities or even health hazards that OSHA says, I'm going to keep a tab on these uh, regularly because there's been high hazard incidents related to whatever these subjects are. So naturally, uh, one of them is called process safety management. Anytime you've heard in the news that there's been a release in toxic fumes in the air and workers are sick and uh, the process safety management, when you get to chemicals, the size, well, it's, they put it on the list of lists in the EPA of chemicals that uh, you have to look out for. So the, if you are in a large enough quantity with these chemicals, you must have what's called a process safety management a compliant program that's an OSHA program where you're looking through the whole program top to bottom so let's say you are aware of that that's what you do go down here in the national emphasis click on that link to the compliance letter that is related to the PSM and that compliance letter is gonna tell you a lot so once you get to the next stage to click open and let that compliance letter pop up you're going to want to, some of them are really long, so you're going to probably want to print them at one of those uh, 
uh, printing presses and just really hunker down and look at this because this compliance letter that you're seeing is the letter for the regulators as to if they go into a facility uh, this is what there's gonna look for and uh, sometimes it's policies and procedures related to certain aspects of the ruling yeah, it, there's all kinds of information in here you'll get background of what the the regulation and the rules would be and the, of the industry any of that and I would use this to educate yourself so that you're gonna know exactly what the compliance and safety officer knows and what's expected of them and in some cases you'll find out if your violation that they see if they see one knock on wood that they don't but if there is some sort of violation that's going to expose a worker to a hazard there's also mechanisms for you to figure out how much is this fine going to be even prior to uh, getting the fine so you're not asking the compliance officer this but it's just because of what type of um, violation it would be there's a matching and correlating uh, system that will uh, become the fine structure basically that's what it is so this is a very important document flip through it the one that i'm giving you as the illustration was the psm that was 43 pages for that one so i'm not gonna want to do that on my printer but you know some of you got great printers who knows so get to learn those compliance letters too and all that i got from the emphasis programs and it comes you can see uh directives if you wanted to you could do uh, regional emphasis programs state plans you could uh, work this any different way you want to but the idea is you're going to provide service with whatever the the knowledge you're gaining and eventually even if you're not going to do it on a one-on-one -on -one client basis you could eventually start teaching this information or you could use it as a promotion for you know anything books podcasts webinars so get that information it's going to be you know well 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 worth it in the long run the next thing that i use and just uh clicking through yeah uh, you know what i see one thing but i'm going to save it for the tip of the week i don't want to steal all my tips of the week so uh, here's the next thing i'm going to show you and i i may have mentioned this before in other podcasts so i'm not going to go too long but hold your hover your mouse over topic and then you're going to have a lot of drop down uh, menus there so go to the safety and health program click on that and uh that has two books that you could download one for general industry one for construction but what it is is the tips that osha has uh, for a safety culture so an injury illness prevention program is pretty much what you're seeing here and they have it in general industry and construction so i would grab this and uh, get a good grasp of uh, these aspects for safety culture and you could turn around and use some of this too uh, as you know different things that you could you could provide some product on and you know do it that way so it's it's good information it's going to help people get to a safety culture 
I've used this in many ways, so I'm not going to give you all of my tips. You're going to have to learn something yourselves. I always get uh, accused of, you know, giving away the milk and the cow. And so I'm just going to, you know, get this, get you guys started, pointed in the right direction. And if you need some coaching, then just go to sheldonprimus.com backslash coaching, and that will help. All right, next thing I'm going to do is I'm going down to the data and statistics. I'm going to go real short on this one because I can't go a month without mentioning this website and this page. So I probably mentioned it a few times already. But uh, I look, I do the establishment search and then you could look up something by name if you know a company or you could just look up things by um, uh, by state, you could do it by time, but you need that name first as a, as a generator. And then you can research a company that you want to approach and you know, get a good grasp of what their industry would look like. And, and if they had any kind of OSHA intervention before, you'll see it there on that site. So that's a good one to, to kind of look up. And it also helps if you are trying to get a customer and let's say they're on some sort of newspaper or anything, you write down, wrote down their name and you're putting it in here on the OSHA website. You click on that and again, it's searching that individual and you'll be able to see if maybe they're gonna need someone to represent them in an informal conference or something else like that. And so that's a good way of, of getting in there. So that's, I think uh, that might be the limit of all the clues I'm gonna give you. So here, you're going to be on your own from there because I'm creating too much competition. Now, just keep messing with you. When we come back, we're going to do the tip of the week. Hi, everybody. Todd Conklin. I know lots of you get your information while you drive down the road or sit on planes or sit in meetings and look interested. And now you should know that three of my books are available for your listening pleasure on Audible. With the help of Jay Allen and Safety FM, we've produced three of the books, Workplace Fatalities, The Five Principles of Human Performance, and my very first book, Simple Revolutionary Acts, and they're available now where you get audiobooks. The tip of the week. In this tip of the week, what you're going to do is you really want to start using the regulatory agenda for for OSHA to help yourself kind of forecast where the business is going to be. So what a regulatory agenda is, uh, is where the HC will get together all their minds and everything that they do in their annual meetings regionally. Then they're going to uh, go out there and set an agenda for what they're going to do, you know, six months, 18 months, three years, five years. Uh, so that regulatory agenda is something to kind of keep an eye on. So you could see if you go to OSHA.gov, when you get to the website, uh, there is a few different uh, headings in the banner on the very top. So you want to hover your mouse over the uh, standards portion and then you're going to go to regulatory agenda click on that link and that link is going to take you to the current agenda for OSHA and uh, you'll see it in 
three major categories. One is a pre-rule stage, one is a proposed rule stage, and then there is one that is a final rule stage. And then the newest one, which uh, is a few years old now, three years or so, they've got uh, long-term actions. So those are activities that you're gonna, OSHA's still gonna spend some, some time going through. So look at these items that are on the docket. Just know that the pre-rule is somewhere, you know, two ways, two years away or something to that effect. I, I don't know, you know, precisely, but uh, that is the idea between the pre-rule and then the proposed rule stage is after it goes through a lot of the uh, process to become a law and get the comments and everything else. Then you get into that proposed rule stage, which is probably about 18 months or less than two years, let's say it that way, uh, to get in, into the final rule stage. And then when it's in the final rule stage, normally you'll see it where it's going to get uh, actually implemented in certain you know dates for that year or for the coming year in the very beginning of the year and so those are uh, when you get to the final rule stage so you can flip through that see where you need to either start uh, working a network so you get time to get that trust factor in and uh, then two three years when this standard comes in you already have a foot in the door with an organization or someone that you help and then now you could be that person ready to step in. So go ahead and find something in that uh, unified agenda that can help you with your business. Okay, and I will see you next week. And before I go, let me just say, uh, if you need any coaching, go to sheldonprimus.com backslash coaching. And uh, I am opening up a few coaching spots Touch you later and see you next Monday. This podcast is being sponsored by safetyconsultantblueprint.com. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. The Jeep Celebration event is here, which means great deals on the SUVs built to stand the test of time are waiting. Hurry in before time runs out. FCA vehicle owners financing at $4,750 total cash allowance on select 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo 4x4 models and dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo models as of 3-3-2020 in dealer stock. Current vehicle must be registered for 30 days. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 3-31-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark.